grace, mercy, and peace to you. From God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Our tonight's text is Matthew 27, 1 to 30. Here again the part that reads, Now Jesus stood before the governor, and the governor asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? And Jesus said, You have said so. But when he was accused by the chief priests and the elders, he gave no answer. You may be seated. You ever notice how words get us into trouble? We've all, well, except probably the littlest child who can't speak at all, have used words wrongly. We babbled on when we have, should have kept quiet. We spouted off when we should have held our tongue. We've said mean, ugly words. And yet, at the critical moment when we should have said something, we remain quiet. James rightly writes about our tongues, and the tongue is a fire, a world of unrighteousness. The tongue is set among our members, staining the whole body, setting on fire the entire course of life, and set on fire by hell for every kind of beast and bird a reptile and sea creature can be tamed and has been tamed by mankind but no human being can tame the tongue it is a restless evil full of deadly poison if we went ahead and kept a record of verbal violations and what terrible, terrible eternal trouble we would be in. Jesus, however, who is true God and true man, tamed his tongue. Jesus only says two words in the Greek of our text, meaning you are saying. Yes, Jesus agrees with Pilate. However, Jesus wants Pilate to think deeper deeper about what these words mean. And with these words, Jesus gives Pilate all the evidence that he needs to sentence Jesus to death, death on the cross. And he gives them to Pilate right away. It is in the answer to Pilate's question, are you the king of the Jews? Yes, you are saying Jesus again displays his control over the whole situation. Just as he gave Caiaphas the evidence that was needed to condemn him, that is Jesus for blasphemy, that he is the Christ, the Son of the God, Son of God, now he gives Pilate the out for excusing his execution of an innocent man. He said, he did, he said he was the king of the Jews. And you know we cannot have any other king but Caesar. But Jesus' answer is no accident. It is the Father's will for Jesus to die under the indictment, Jesus of Nazareth, King of the Jews. For on the cross, in His suffering and death for our salvation, Jesus begins His reign as the King of God's eternal kingdom, the kingdom of life of which you have been made a part of, a citizen by faith, through faith, 
you have received Christ's baptism. And many of you have received his supper. And all of you are receiving his word. The kingdom of life gets its life and its forgiveness through the shed blood of Jesus. The Father's will for good that Jesus' words would bring him to the cross for you. And the Father gets his will revealed through the words of others in tonight's selection of the Passion. First, there is a threefold acquittal of Jesus. Judas. Judas went ahead and called Jesus not guilty in his confession. I have sinned by betraying innocent blood. Then Pilate's wife goes ahead and warns her husband, have nothing to do with that righteous man. I have suffered much because of him today in a dream. And then Pilate himself declares, I am innocent of this man's blood. See to it yourselves. Three times in his trials, Jesus is declared innocent even as he is sent to the cross as one who knew no sin but became sin for us. The Father's will is again revealed through the words to the crowd. First, through the bloodthirsty call, crucify him, crucify him. But now, when the people answer Pilate saying, his, they go ahead and say, his blood be on us and our children. Consider, consider how harsh these words are and how terrifying when people let their rage rule their hearts and what comes out of their venomous mouth. His blood be on us. That's bad enough, isn't it? But then to go ahead and have it on their offspring as well and on our children. Let us be accounted guilty and everyone else and all of our kids with us just so he is crucified. Yes, the Father's will is revealed through these words. And yet this curse reveals the, not only reveals the underlying depravity of humanity by crying out for Christ's death and desiring curse, but is much more because the Father turns this curse into blessing. To understand this, we go back to the Old Testament sacrificial system that God himself designed. The author of the Hebrews declares it, for when every commandment of the law has been declared, that has been declared by Moses to all the people, he went ahead and took the blood of calves and of goats with water and scarlet wool and hyssop and sprinkled both the book itself and all the people saying, this is the blood of the covenant that God commanded for you. And in this way, the writer continues, he sprinkled with blood both the tent and all the vessels used in worship. Indeed, under the law, almost everything is purified with blood. Without the shedding of blood, there's no forgiveness of sins. Now, think about that Old Testament worship for those of you who are wearing white. 
Imagine coming to church and the pastor goes ahead and whips out a bowl and has blood in it and starts sprinkling it all over. You don't, those of you who are wearing white don't look very happy. Yet, thanks be to God, our gracious Father goes ahead and points out that there is better blood. The once and for all sacrifice, the blood for Jesus, the blood of Jesus. You see, the blood of the covenant, of the Old Testament covenant, was on everything. The book of the promise, the items of worship on the people, for without the shedding of blood there is no forgiveness of sins. But Jesus completes it all. That blood forgives forever. That blood established this new covenant. And just as the Old Testament sacrificial blood was sprinkled on the people to connect them with God's forgiveness, now the New Testament sacrificial blood is sprinkled on the people for the blood be on us and our children. Yes, thanks be to God. Our Father goes ahead and looks past all those harsh words and the ones with evil in tone and intent of those words and turns them completely around yes his blood is for them and their children and indeed all mankind the blood of jesus is shed for all for without the shedding of blood there is no remission of sins but now christ shed blood there is the remission of sins for all sins forever and so john confesses in one of his letters he himself is the propitiation of our sins and not only for our sins, but the sins of the whole world. And yet, in our world today, so many reject the saving blood of Jesus right up to their death. And they're lost forever. But tonight, that very blood, that blood of Jesus is sprinkled on you and all of those who hear his words and believe them. The Apology of the Augsburg Confession states this rightly when it says we are made alive, when the gospel sprinkles us with the blood of Christ. And for us, because the Father wills it, that sprinkled blood is pure gospel. His blood be on us and our children. Now, you may not know the great preacher John Chrysostom, who lived many, many years ago, but he has these words, Nevertheless, nevertheless, the lover of man, though they act with such madness, both against themselves and against their children, so far confirming their sentence upon their children, confirmed it, not even on themselves, but received those that repented and counts them worthy of good things beyond number. For this blood must be on us and our children or else there is no forgiveness, there is no life, there is no hope, no joy. Compare Judas's confession of his sin. The priests at the temple are charged by God delivering the forgiveness of sins by the sacrifices that are to point to Jesus. But when Judas comes to them, 
They speak no forgiveness. They give no blessing. They leave Judas, I can't even say that word, dejected. When they say, was it to us? See to it yourself. And Judas dies in despair. But when the crowd cries out in anger against Jesus, he turns those words upside down. Jesus changes the curse into blessing. His blood be on us and our children. King Jesus, the King of the kingdom of life, lets his blood flow for us. For our cross and evil words, for our self-righteousness and hatred, this blood brings remission of sins as we hear it. As we hear all the angry words in the streets of our cities, angry words of our teenagers to their parents, the parents so disgusted with their kids, Jesus has taken it all and he bled for us. This blood brings us remission of sin as we hear it, as we drink it, as it is splashed upon our chill, us and our children in baptism, as it is sprinkled on us this very night through the words that the Father uses to reveal his saving words. Are you the king of the Jews? You have said so. Thanks be to God. For the blood of Jesus on us and our children, in Jesus' name, amen. The peace of God that passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Amen.